Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for this issue of Mark's Minute. This is Mark's Minute number 10. This is the bi-weekly quick kit. That's K-I-T, equipping you with knowledge for your head, inspiration for your heart, and tools for your hands. This is the November 25th, 2023 edition, and I hope and trust everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. So let's jump right in. Our feature focus for this issue is the interview that I just recently did. I'm so excited to share this interview with you all. Educators, parents, community members, pastors, youth pastors, and students should all tune into this one. Before you return to work after Thanksgiving break, give a quick listen to this conversation with Lori Goggin, the Executive Director of Reset Mentoring in Williamson County, Texas, and take in some of the knowledge, inspiration, and practical resources that are shared. Be encouraged in the work you do with young people. All of our students are trying to figure out life in this complex world, and teenagers in the juvenile justice system are no different. They have hopes and dreams too, but they also carry a lot of trauma and face significant challenges. Please, please, I sincerely ask for your feedback after watching or listening to this episode with Lori. Of course, I have everything linked here. You can go to the episode, you can listen to it, or you can watch it on YouTube. And I also have buttons here that are linked so you can tap or click so that you can leave a comment and share with others as well. A little bit more information and background so you know what you're getting into. From their website for Reset Mentoring, it says, working exclusively with Williamson County Juvenile Services, Reset Mentoring is a nonprofit organization that was created to help teens reset their lives, whatever that looks like for them. Over the past 10 years, we have found that one size fits all just doesn't work. The teens we work with are as different as you and me. They have their God-given talents, dreams, and future, and we have found that for them to succeed long-term, we need to walk alongside them in their next best step. That is a great synopsis of what Reset Mentoring is all about. And then I interview Lori Goggin. Lori is a mom to three grown children, Maggie, Mason, and Sarah, and Nanana to her two sweet grandbabies who she absolutely adores, Frankie and Maxton. In addition to raising children of her own, Lori is a published author and has worked with teens in both church and school settings. When she began volunteering inside the Williamson County Juvenile Justice Center in November of 2009, she never imagined that God would call her to begin a faith-based mentoring program to help youth at risk in our community. However, over the last 14 years, she has used her degree in education plus her background in managing call centers and instructional design to help create programs and build teams to come around the youth once they have been released back into the community. Besides Nana and Mother, it has been her favorite role. And she continues to continue building bridges and safety nets that will allow the teens that Reset Mentoring serves to continue to develop, learn, and grow into their full potential. Again, I hope you check out the episode. It is linked here for you, and that is our feature focus. Now let's move on to the keep it simple strategy. If you are meeting with friends in small groups or just working on your own faith journey, then check out this week's simple and reproducible practice tip that you can try anytime. Remember, you can always find more free materials at www.gimsimple.net. That's at Grace in Motion. So this one is called Measuring Success with Sending Capacity. Church reformer Reggie McNeil has talked about the need to change metrics for success when considering our faith and church paradigms. One key shift I want to focus on today is seating capacity versus sending capacity. 
this admonition isn't so much a specific action or strategy to take, but a strategic mindset to hold. Conventional church structures are largely measured with one question, how many people are coming? In other words, seating capacity is a priority. The aim is to fill seats or pews and use that metric to determine effectiveness. If a church can say it's drawing a crowd and has the numbers to back it up, then it is viewed by most people as being successful. Over my time in pastoral ministry, I attended more than enough conferences, retreats, and seminars to know this is absolutely true. Church growth models and methods have become an industry unto themselves in our part of the world. Making a congregation larger by whatever means necessary has become the prime directive of many church leaders. I have been personally entrenched in this mindset myself before. So to change the scorecard to what I believe is a much healthier metric, we attempt to measure our effectiveness by our sending capacity instead of our seating capacity. Now, rather than counting how many people are coming, the key indicator is how many people are going. The church is meant to be missional, on the move, a living, breathing organism. Therefore, the church is people, that's followers of Jesus, that are influencing the world in which they live. A critical shift then is to move from judging ourselves by how often we are taking people out of their natural contexts, such as work, home, school, the marketplace, and so on, so that they can have these quote-unquote church experiences and instead move to judging ourselves by how effectively we are equipping one another to minister and serve in their natural contexts, in our natural context, like at our job, in our marriage, on our campus, with our neighbor, and other arenas of life. Wouldn't this be a more common sense, real-life approach? While many conventional churches work to avoid what are called growth barriers— those obstacles to certain levels of congregation size, simple churches are most effective when they are working to overcome impact barriers, those obstacles that interfere with missional living in various real-life contexts. We want to address what it is that is preventing us from making an impact in our community and our ordinary, everyday lives. It is also important to realize that bigger is not always better. And mega is not always the ideal. The truth is that Jesus usually had much more intimate interactions with people. The early churches that we know of in the New Testament met in homes mostly. There is a connection between two or three or 12 or a household and spiritual growth. In other words, my argument is that a group of four to five believers that are effectively serving in their world and living out their faith on mission is as effective and biblical, perhaps more so, than a church of four to 500 attendees that is doing little more than showing up for services. So I know that was a lot of information and that's packed into this issue for our keep it simple strategy this week, but there you go. Now we're going to move on to our recommended resource and I'm sticking with our theme of our feature focus. And as a follow-up to this week's feature focus and my interview with Lori Goggin, I want to be sure you all know how to find out more about Reset Mentoring. So that's what I have linked here in the recommended resource section so that you can support or connect with this awesome ministry. You can follow it, uh, Reset on Facebook. You can also explore the volunteer opportunities that they have on their website. All of it is available and linked there for you to check out. Okay, let's go to the what's up section. 
Um, again, in the WhatsApp section, the last couple of issues, I've been sharing what I call prayers for everyday life. Just a little uh, creative twist on something that I'm just throwing out there just for the fun of it. So that's what I'm going to do again here in the audio version. So if you're listening to this, you're getting this, but um, it's not in the text on the written version. But this is prayers for everyday life uh, coming from normal real life situations that I'm in, in my work situation and so on. Here we go. The convo goes like this. Reporting for duty again. Clever like a fox, tough like a lion, but sweet as a dove. That's what it takes to walk the fine line of tough love. Lean too far on one side or the other of the tightrope, and I can fall off altogether and erase hope. It's our job to direct by not being too loose and giving a bailout, and not being too hard that all they want to do is fail out. If the pressure gets to be too much, they lose touch, and their impulse is to sail out. Not knowing the repercussions of the waves when they're adrift at sea, confused and lost, torn and tossed, missing out on the opportunity to be all they could be. So a small part of this is up to me. Well, us, collectively. So it's a delicate thing to set just the right goal with someone who is such a fragile soul. How do we keep them in the game instead of taking their ball and going home? To help them be better than when they came and walk a clear path so they don't roam around, wandering, wondering what life could have been. Lord, it's everyday life and we need you today. So I'm asking in your own special way. Please show us how to see your face and rest in your grace right here, right now, in this place. Be our guide, our ever-present friend. Give us hope to mend it all in the end. So we're not left wondering what could have been. Amen. Thanks for indulging me and listening to that. Now we're on to our final segment, our final section, superhero support. You can use your superhero powers superpowers, excuse me, to serve and bless others while supporting the work of Closer Than You Think. The quick and easy thing to do is subscribe or share, and you have opportunities to do that here. Also, you may write a guest post, contact me in the comments if you're interested in having your writing featured in one of our future posts. And of course, you can always join me for a podcast episode. I'm always looking for people to interview and chat with. Leave us a comment, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, and of course, buy the book, which is called You Don't Have to Do That. The book is called You Don't Have to Do That. And you can get it anywhere books are sold, but everything is linked here for you as well. Again, I hope everyone had a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. And going into December, I wish you happy holidays. Thank you for reading or listening to Closer Than You Think. I really appreciate the support. Have a wonderful day.